Hello, and welcome to the National Milk Producers Federation special coronavirus podcast series. So far, we've been focusing on public health and on-farm effects, but today we're discussing a grave concern for dairy farmers, how the economic disruptions caused by coronavirus ripple through the supply chain toward individual milk producers. Joining us today is Peter Vitaliano. He's the chief economist for the National Milk Producers Federation. He's been studying the situation as it develops and is sharing what he has found with us today. Peter, thank you for having the time to speak with us. Certainly. Uh, This is certainly a a situation that has a lot of attention in the dairy community. Um, It's worldwide. It's nationwide. It's affecting many industries. Right now, I think the most basic question is, what do we see this crisis doing for the milk price outlook? What is happening is, as as you well know, demand is being affected. Uh, We're losing an awful lot of dairy consumption through food service. Uh, that's being partly made up for at uh, increased sales through retail, some additional takeout uh, pickup at uh, uh, food service. Children at home now, they're consuming milk at more milk at home, but less obviously in schools. But the net effect is negative and increasingly so. We don't have very much real-time information on this. We are getting uh, weekly sales data on at retail. Uh, And that is indicating, as everybody is well aware of, that there's a significant uptick in uh, dairy consumption. Uh, Some of that is sort of impulse buying. Some of that may uh, may tail off. Uh, But my guess is that until things get back to normal, uh, people are just going to be eating more at home. Uh, They're going to continue to eat. And we're going to probably see some some longer term uh, increases at at retail. But um, but there's no uh, there's no questioning that the food service fall off is, uh, is probably is outweighing that. There's also a problem that the the marketing channel is basically set up to be quite different in many cases to supply food service uh, compared to retail, and that just cannot be switched uh, over immediately. We're hearing a lot of reports of milk having to be dumped, uh, plants turning away trucks uh, because they just cannot process uh, all of the milk that people have available to deliver. The, the best way, the thing that I'm following most closely, as you indicated, is to look at the f- dairy futures markets, which gives you a daily snapshot on what the industry is collectively thinking. The, the futures markets opinion on milk prices have gone from, uh, well, let's start with the official USDA forecast for <clears throat> milk prices during all of 2000, uh, the year 2020. Uh, back in um, uh, the second week in February, the department was projecting that uh, milk prices average for all 12 months of 2020 would be would average $18.85. Uh, a month later, they had lowered that by 60 cents to 18.25. Uh, meanwhile, the dairy mar- margin coverage decision tool that USDA has on a website uh, gives daily uh, updates on what that model is projecting for milk prices. We've lost getting close to uh, $2.70. We did get a bounce in the futures about a week and a half ago, uh, but then it uh, re- resumed plunging. Uh, and I'm not sure we've seen the bottom yet. The way I sum it all up using USDA's numbers, those price numbers I've indicated, plus uh, their, their estimate of uh, uh, milk marketings this year, that the outlook between February 11th and yesterday showed that we're producers are going to be losing $6 billion of total gross income in terms of the, the reduced 
forecast over that month and a half or so period. So this is very, very serious. So you said something earlier, uh, Peter, about how different parts of the supply chain are affected by Cronus differently. I'm wondering if you could just jump into some of the subcomponents of the milk price, since those sort of are proxies of different ways of marketing milk, and tell us a little bit about how the disruptions we're seeing are affecting those different parts. There's a number of different ways you can deconstruct the milk price into parts, but basically the, the milk price is pretty much determined by the prices, market prices of four major dairy products, cheese, butter, nonfat dry milk, and dry whey. Butter prices have uh, have dropped uh, very substantially over, th- over this period. They're about a dollar a pound lower than they were this time last year. Cheese has also been heavily affected. We've had some uh, some issues in the cheese market for some time where uh, basically barrel cheese has been a drag on the market. We're seeing additional milk production going into barrel cheese that is depressing that price and that's, that's lowering the price of cheese even before this was happening. Non-fat dry milk had been improving significantly uh, after several years of being depressed. Uh, that has not gotten back too far down to where where it had been but we seem to be heading down pretty much toward the the old price support level at least temporarily uh, dry way is kind of holding its own but that's probably the least influential but basically the the lower prices for cheese and for butter and to some extent non-fat dry milk are really taking a toll there's a tendency you want to be as optimistic as possible you want to say put the best face on a situation that you possibly can because people are looking for reasons to hope. But let's just be brutally honest here. How bad could this get for producers? This is unprecedented territory. Normally, the, the dairy futures have been getting better and better at uh, sizing up what the, what the industry is looking at. But these are unusual circumstances, and I'm not sure the futures have totally figured it out yet. I would expect sometime probably around May is we're going to sort of see the worst of the actual prices. I wouldn't be surprised if when we come through this, uh, we're going to end up uh, with prices in 2020 averaging better than right now the, the futures are expecting. They're, they're putting an awful lot of risk aversion into their forecasts and painting things that are pretty dire. I, I definitely could be wrong, so I'm not ready to, to project that uh, definitively. But I'm hoping that we're kind of getting into the worst of the outlook. Now, that means because prices are still pretty good and there's sort of a lag in producers' paycheck, producers are not seeing this in their milk checks yet. That's going to come over the next several months uh, because that's when it's going to be, you know, the forecasts are all indicating that that we're going to be hitting sort of the trough in uh, May and June. So, um, but in terms of, of we, we may be, there's a chance that we may be seeing the worst uh, scenarios for the next several months, but uh, we'll simply have to stay tuned. There was, as I say, there was a pause about a week and a half ago and a bounce back in the futures, and then it, uh, it resumed uh, heading down. Well, and this kind of ties into something that I know a lot of people have been asking about. They look at the empty store shelves at retailers, and they see the demand for, for milk, and they see prices staying pretty much where they've been at the retail level. But at the same time, you see milk prices being low and, and you have producers asking, you know, if milk prices are low, why are the store prices still high? What's happening in the middle here? The prices that are the, the low milk prices we're seeing basically in forecasts. Prices are are heading down, but the, the prices that are 
that supermarkets are charging are based on the cost of the product that they got based on contract that, that in a sense, reflected market conditions uh, a couple months ago. Even if the stores tried to lower their lower their prices, their current prices are not going down because their costs that they're actually paying now have not yet gone down. They've not yet seen those lower prices, just like producers have not yet seen a substantially lower prices in their milk check. Even under normal circumstances, there is a lag between, say, lower milk prices at the farm level and retail prices coming down. They do move together, but it's it's not a it's there's some stickiness in the system. Uh, prices are sometimes are definitely take a while to go down at retail when farm prices drop, but but we often see that on the other side. When when farm prices go up, it takes a while for those to be reflected at retail. So, Peter, Congress just passed a $2 trillion stimulus plan that includes billions in aid for agriculture. There are a lot of constituencies in agriculture, of course, who all have very legitimate, very acute needs. If you are looking at ways to support dairy farmers in this time of trouble, what would be the actions that you would want the federal government to take? They would pretty much follow what we had recommended in the letter we sent last week to the Secretary of Agriculture. They would reopen um, the dairy margin coverage program uh, rather generously, including uh, making it retroactive. Although, uh, again, the first two months of this year, there would be no payments under the current program. But we have over over 10,000 producers did not sign up for this program that did the program last year. So there would be a lot of uh, uptake if that program was reopened, as we, we requested the Secretary of Agriculture. USDA's own decision tool is projecting that uh, the dairy margin coverage payments at the 950 coverage level would average about $1.90 per hundredweight, averaged over uh, the 10 months of this year that, that we're going to see uh, payments triggered at that coverage level. That's three times, more than three times the payout that uh, we saw last year, the first year of the, of the new dairy margin coverage program. So that would be a way to get a lot more, a lot of additional dollars to to those dairy farmers who are not signed up at the full nine nine fifty level. Uh, making product purchases, taking products off the uh, commercial markets and directing them to food assistance programs like food banks is another thing that can be done. And uh, compensating producers for milk that they that they need to dump is another way that those dollars could be brought. So looking at this as as the coronavirus COVID-19 crisis builds up. What are some of the issues that this economic disruption can have for dairy? Well, we've already seen over the last two years, 2018, 2019, the number of commercial dairy farms in the country has started dropping at a faster rate than it has been the case over the last decade or decade and a half. It's particularly affecting small producers. um, And um, it's affecting milk production in in states that have predominantly small-sized dairy operations. Unfortunately, I expect that uh, when we see the numbers for this year, that is going to continue. Uh, This year, just like two years ago, 2018, started out, as I kind of indicated earlier, looking better, actually looking better than 2019 price-wise. And 2019 was was the best year uh, since 2014. But uh, just like um, 2018 was was suddenly turned around by the initiation of the trade wars, 
this year uh, we have an even bigger disruption that just threw a total wrench of the monkey wrench into the works. And so I'm afraid that's going to uh, have a very serious effect on the structure, particularly of small dairy farms, uh, and further consolidate uh, production at the farm level in the industry. Uh, it's a little hard to, to forecast what's going to happen at the processing level. It's going to depend on whether um, how quickly sort of food service uh, consumption resumes once people are free to, you know, basically to get out of their homes and go back to work, go back to work and go to businesses. Are they going to um, feel as comfortable sitting, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people in a crowded uh, restaurant? Uh, my guess is that people will get over this uh, at some point reasonably quickly, but we'll have to say this is uncharted waters, and and we're. Uh, I think people are going to. There's going to be some changes that are going to be longer lasting in terms of people's attitude toward going out, toward being with other people, toward shaking hands, uh, toward giving hugs, and all that sort of stuff. So we're we're all going to be learning what this means. That's it for today's podcast. That was Peter Vitaliano, the chief economist for the National Milk Producers Federation, talking about the coronavirus situation and its effect on the dairy economy. Be sure to look at our coronavirus webpage for more information. That's at www.nmpf.org slash coronavirus. You can also subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us today.